Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan McKenniff. You're part of listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox, and today we have a special guest, Renee Fry. She is one of the co-owners and founders of Gentrio, and um, she put up a very interesting blog post that I liked a lot on LinkedIn maybe a week ago, and I wanted to go over that with her, and you will have uh, the ability to reach out to her, and we'll get all her social media information and uh, links over to her uh, website and blog, but hello, and how are you doing today, Renee? Oh, wonderful, and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, we uh, just got Gentrio started, but we've already gotten so much interest, and we cover areas, I think, of elder care planning that folks don't usually think about, but are definitely mandatory, so we really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. No, it's it's so important because... We, we deal with it all the time in private home care where people call up and they're asking questions like, how do we pay for this? Does private insurance cover this? Does uh, uh, What do we do about uh, uh, my parents gave me $30,000 last year, but they're thinking about going into a nursing home. How does that affect me? And they have no idea what's going on. So I think your services are important. And the more we can educate people on what's going on out there, the better, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely agree. We had actually worked in, we had run a company called Making Care Easier, helping families connect and, you know, everything from dates and times and appointments. And one of the questions that we kept getting time and time again was, hey, this is related to money and I don't understand and this five-year look back or what is Medicaid, what is Medicare? And so one day we realized, we're like, wait a minute, we're spending half our time answering these questions for folks. And then we thought, you know what, we should probably just start something and this is how Gentrio was born, that would help people through what is the process, especially for you know folks that are, are aging, but then also a lot of the tech-enabled caregivers, like folks our age and they're 45, 50, things like that, that know that they need to help their parents, but they just don't know how. Absolutely. And then you have, you, you're, you're providing not only a service, but you're f- providing software that helps families do that estate planning and do, handling all those finances. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously different than the traditional method of things, but can you go elaborate into that a little bit as well? Yep, and this is where um, we're just launching our beta, so I would encourage anyone who's interested in this to um, sign up quickly. But typically in the past, elder care attorneys have done a wonderful job, but you know, the fee may be as much as $10,000, $12,000 to help folks do their will healthcare planning, their documents, and then maybe look at trusts and things like that. And most people aren't planning ahead. They aren't thinking, oh, I should be doing this. And so they don't understand what an elder care planning attorney can often do for them or why they might need one. And so what we learned was that a lot of folks need help with the process of what do you need to be thinking about? What are your situations? Things vary by states. How should you be planning ahead so that when you do face these moments, because unfortunately with the aging, they're coming, right? So people know that um, you are going to be looking at probably some type of um, maybe home care for your parents at some point in time, or maybe they may have to go into a nursing home. So how do you start planning and thinking about this? And so that's how Gentrio, uh, we're, we're starting is what is that process? How do you look at that? And then we'll be introducing the tool so that you can 
not only to think about that, but take the action to putting things in place and putting everything from the documents that you need and storing your information to you know, being ready and being able to share that across your family if you so choose. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's the merging of two worlds, right? The the merging of a the old way of doing business with uh, the technology that's coming out here, and it's it's affecting. Uh, the senior care industry may be a little bit slower than it affects other industries, but it's certainly a uh, something that's oh, going to happen. Yeah. Oh, we definitely agree with you. One of the things um, I last last week, um, a friend sent me a picture of his parents' important health documents, and it, they were all in a Nike bag. And his mom had sent a note saying, "Everything we have from wills to our healthcare trust is in this bag. Um, if the house burns down, rescue the bag." Yeah. <laughs> we're thinking, okay, but it's not uncommon. Like he thought he was pretty much, you know, that was just funny for him and his parents. But we're trying to explain to him that so many people, you know, this is a, a new world for them. They know they're aging. They need to do these things. You know, they just don't know how, and they're trying their best. But they need a process, and they need a way to be able to do this. And so, there's no better way right now than online, especially with you know, optical character recognition. We enable people to take pictures of documents. And using all kinds of new technologies, you can do things that you just couldn't do in the past. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think that it's just going to become the way of the world just to, to have a service like yours to just handle all of that, and then it's taken care of. I mean, what, at what point in time should people start thinking about this type of thing? I mean, granted, you want everybody that's 30 years old to, to have their will all taken <laughs> care of and everything. But realistically, when would you like to start seeing people um, at least calling you up, and what, what age range would you like to see that? Yeah, well, we found, and we did um, a number of surveys and asked folks that we had been connected through from Making Care Easier, you know, that exact question. And what we got was probably right around 45 to 50 is when folks see their parents starting to go through issues where they need to be thinking about things like long-term care, Medicare, Medicaid, and so what we're finding is that these folks themselves then are thinking, okay, well, hmm, I know I need a will, and they don't want to get one because no one kind of really wants to think about death. But at the same time, they start wondering, well, hmm, where are my assets? What should I be thinking away in the way of financial planning? Because are my parents prepared to take care of themselves, or is this something that I might have to plan for them as well? And so it's really in that 45 to 50 range that we're finding folks that know they need to do something. They're going to have to help their parents, and so they want to be ready for that. And these are the folks that um, really the online presence, the mobile technology um, applies to. And so those are our target audience right now. Perfect. That's perfect. And, you know, I mean, you, you're located in Boston just like I'm located, and I'm in Lexington, and so we're not far away from each other whatsoever. But it doesn't matter where people are. They can be anywhere in the United States. You'll be able to help them out, right? Yeah, and so those different tools that we have, the tools in the beginning around what is the process and what should be thinking about, those can apply to anyone throughout the United States, and especially for document storage and things like that. And then as we roll out, we'll be going state by state to the specifics of what your specific state does for Medicaid and what the laws are around that. And so um, our company lawyer, she's very careful about making sure that folks understand that if you're in Massachusetts, things are different from Florida, So while, or they're different from Nevada. And so while lots of things in general might apply, each state does have specific 
rules and regulations that you need to know about. And so that's another reason that I think a lot of folks need to stay connected is that not only are things always changing at the, both the federal level at, and at, they're also changing at the state level. And, and given that, that makes something we think that technology is going to be really exciting for because instead of me as a you know individual, no matter where I live, I need to stay on top of that. But can I really do that just as a regular person? You know, I can't spend every minute of my day watching what changes are coming down from the government on Medicaid or what changes are coming down on um, insurance and things like that. But as a company, that's what we do, and our lawyers that we're connected with throughout the United States do that with us and for us. And so I think that's a real benefit that there are services that apply to everyone that are available quickly, but then also as we get through state by state, you'll have the individual laws and mandates that apply to you and your family. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. And like one of the things, you know, we've done we we're we're early into our podcasting days. We've done about 36 episodes. So we're we're getting up there. And one of the things that we've always been we try to be tried and true is like we'll be honest like, hey, this is where private care can do a really good job and this is where assisted living does a good job. And these are maybe areas that um, they they don't do as good of a job as as others. And the reason I bring that up is like some people, some of the listeners that we have might be like, well, this is just an advertisement for Gentrio. And certainly it's something that we want people to look at, go over their web, website, go over their, their Twitter, whatever it is. It's G-E-N-T-R-E-O. But I'm sure one thing that we can agree on is whether they're using your services, which it would be ideal for you, but it's something that needs to be done more than just once when you're 80 years old. It needs to be done during different phases in life, and it's something that people don't do enough of, and they either wait till it's too late, or um, uh, and if it is too late, then it becomes a massive disaster rather than if you had done it when you were 45 and then done it at 55, 65, every 10 years or every 15 years, it would have been updated as you age and it would have made life easier for your family as you deteriorate or after you're gone. Yeah, and there's things you just need to learn, right? Like we help people and it, and you're right, whether or not it's us or maybe you have an elder care attorney or maybe um, there's, there's books as well. But, like, uh, the questions, like, um, that we get asked a lot are, hey, um, I can gift up to $14,000 a year per person with no repercussions, um, and I'm fine. And these are things that, no, if you're going to apply for Medicaid or something like that, that tax law doesn't apply to you because that applies to taxes, but not applying to things like Medicaid. So no matter where these books are going for, you need to be researching these elder care issues. If it's something like if your parents are starting to age, and while they may be very healthy now, it may be one heart attack, one heart stroke, or something like that, or a car accident that causes that downward spiral. And if you're not ready from the financial and legal standpoint, that's something that you're probably going to regret for the rest of your life because money gets spent so quickly with all the health care costs and all the costs of care. So it's something that, again, if it's us or someone else, you really need to make sure that you're staying on top of. Well, that's a perfect segue because the whole reason we got connected was because I read your, your blog posts on these three aging money myths. And I really liked them and I shared them. And that's when I reached out to you to be like, let's do this podcast. And you kind of got into the first one, which is you can just gift people um, tens of thousands of dollars or up to $14,000 a year with no repercussions. And you went over it briefly, but what situations have you seen where it's been a, a, a disaster when this has happened? And then all of a sudden the government's knocking on your door saying, Hey, where's our money? 
Yeah, we yeah, and a really sad situation. But um, recently, we just dealt with a, a, a gentleman who his parents had given him uh, money what they thought was for car payments over a five-year period, and he'd actually gone out and bought a bought a boat with the money instead of a car, and then learned that his parents needed his dad had a stroke. He needed to go into a nursing home. But because Medicaid has a look-back period for any gifts that you might have given, this gentleman had to, one, admit to his parents he'd actually bought a boat instead of a car, but then also had to sell his boat so that he could give money back to his parents because Medicaid wouldn't kick in and wouldn't start until he gifted this money back. And so it's interesting because lots of people... Um, talk about this and hear this, but when it becomes real and all of a sudden you need to figure out how you're going to give that money that you gifted back or how you're going to figure out you know, your parents can't start care for a couple months, you know, how do, what do you do? You know, these are severe penalties. And so one of the things that we talk about folks with is that, you know, whether it's trusts, which have a five-year look back or something like that, you know, aging is something that it takes time to plan for. It's not something that you can wake up and say, okay, Dad had a stroke, now we plan. It's something that you must prepare for, and that given the incredible rising cost of care, a decade out isn't too soon. You really need to be thinking about the fact that we all are living longer, but costs are going up, and so how do you plan for that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, it was, it's funny, as you were making that, as you were saying that, um, that story, I remember like when I was younger and I had some small outstanding loan. I forget, I forget what the situation was, but I was talking to my parents. Should I just pay the money, like pay whatever this amount was, or should I just pay it over time, right? And they said, we think pay it over time because people are very good at spending money. They're not very good at saving it. And uh, and if you take that lump sum out of your savings, the likelihood of you putting it back in is lower than just paying it over a short period of time. And And the point you bring up is like, you know, guy went out and bought a boat you know like he didn't and and it's not like those things appreciate um and usually people if you're gifted fourteen thousand dollars most people don't put it in their roth ira to let it uh and be invested in you know blue chip stocks and make you know four percent on it every single year they usually look at it as a windfall and they go out and buy something sparkly and that's what's going to get them in trouble you got it yep those are the questions that people email us every day oh so the, the the second the second myth that you talked about in this article was that you know quote unquote I'm wealthy and I don't need to think about Medicaid. So um, tell tell me about how that's false and what people need to know about that. Yep. So uh, that, that's another question that we get frequently, and people say, okay, but my net worth is over a million dollars, so I should be all set. And one of the things we do is we work we walk through a short you know kind of math equation with them and. You can find it on the website, but basically, you know, if in-home care these days costs and is you know somewhere around like fifty thousand dollars a year. Like if you have a stroke but you want to stay at home, you know, it might be fifty thousand dollars a year just to have people come into your home and help take care of you. And then, you know, probably within two or three years, a lot of folks, um, and this has just been proven out, but medically, you'll probably end up in a nursing home. And then, if you go to a nursing home. You know, a private room is almost $100,000. Um, I think Genworth came out with recently around what the cost might be. But, you know, we were talking about for $80,000 a year, and that's in a, a joint room. And if you yeah. have, 
you know, about a million dollars, um, Medicare or Medicaid, sorry, Medicaid is only going to let you have $2,000 per month to spend on you know, for yourself and to save for living. And so when you do that math of even if you have, you know, about a million dollars, you're going to be out of money in eight years. And so by the age, and if you had this stroke at 65, your spouse at the age of 73 is going to be out of money because you had to pay $80,000 a year for that nursing home in the first years or 50000 And so if your spouse is 73 and female and she's expected to live into her 80s, that's something where all of a sudden you don't, you might be able to keep your house, but you now have that minimum of $2,000 spend. And so life is no longer what you think it is. And so that's where Medicaid comes in and why people have to be thinking about this because with the enormous cost of healthcare today, you know, it really is very easy to see your money spent down very, very quickly and sooner than you ever thought would be possible. So this is why we're trying to educate people and just get this information out there. And again, it doesn't have to be us or whatever, but you know, you really need to be thinking about this if you have an aging parent or if you yourself are aging, you know, looking at what are you planning for, especially if you are, you know, if you have single versus if you're a spouse, those rules are different. And the one thing we encourage people to do too is everyone has unique situations financially. It depends on, a lot of things depend on the state that you live in as well. But the research needs to be done. And then we suggest that the next step is the planning because the planning really can't happen um, too soon in our, in, in our view. Absolutely. I mean, and to, to, to give people an idea of, of how realistic um, uh, the description of what um, was just talked about and what Renee just described, you know, our charges are right around $27 an hour for, for home care. And we're not an outrageously priced home care company. It's not like competitors are priced at $20 an hour. Um, and you will spend um, about $235,000 a year out of pocket providing that we're doing 24 hours, seven day a week care for uh, 365 days. So you use us for four years, you're already gone through pretty much a million dollars. And you go, you use anybody for four years, not just me, just private home care in general in the Massachusetts area, you're going to burn through a million dollars. And we do have people that have been using us for literally, I think somebody used us for like seven years. I mean, they, they obviously came from a very wealthy background. It wasn't a problem, but, um, you know, it, I think you're absolutely right that people don't realize how much this costs and how quickly the burn rate on that cash can be. And uh, it's, it's you know, can be uh, very eye-opening, <laughs> for lack of a better terminology. <laughs> yeah, no, and this is where people, they think so much about, well, I have a will, I'm set. And we try to explain to them that, no, <laughs> it's great that you have a will, but that's when you pass away. But this is, there's so much for when you're here and you're still living and how you want to live yourself, but then also how do you want to leave your financial and your family financially. And, you know, you really need to be thoughtful about that. And that's not something that you can let just happen. You have to plan for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. It's it's certainly um, interesting, and I was going to bring up something else, but I won't right now because I wanted to get to myth three, and because I I have opinions about long term care insurance in myself, but this one's about I have long term care insurance, I'm all set, don't worry about it, let's just uh, go on 
uh, having a good old time and you're saying no that's not the way that you need to have an outlook on these things <laughs> yeah and, and and that's the unfortunate part right is that folks um one most folks in the united states do not have long-term care policies they became very expensive and a lot of people um, stopped paying for them right they gave them up and so that's one issue that we ran into is folks thought their parents had still had a long-term care policy, but they let it expire. And that was one issue we helped folks deal with. But other times, you know, people don't understand what their policy covers. And so that's one of the big areas that people really need to understand that, you know, will your policy only cover so much money a day, right? Or um, are your rates in your home state in line with what care you expect that you're going to want and need? And that, you know, a lot of times, too, is that policies are different for types of care. Like some long-term care policies cover nursing homes or assisted living facilities or some adult daycare services. And so they're all a little bit different. And so the one thing we found is that, you know, um, and again, this is anecdotal, and I haven't, we haven't done surveys on this, but one person, one spouse might be purchasing a policy, but the other spouse doesn't exactly know what does that policy cover, how do we apply this, and they're often surprised because so many people think, well, everything's going to be covered, and if it's not covered, well, then the government's going to step in and cover things. And I think that's the giant myth that a lot of folks fall into is that they're like, oh, I have this policy, it's great, and whatever that doesn't help with, uh, I'm just going to go get Medicaid and everything's going to be all taken care of. And that's just not the, or, or I'm just going to get Medicare, or I have Medicare, and it's all going to be taken care of. And that's just not the way the world works. And so what we encourage people to do is, you know, whatever policy you have, if you do have a policy, know it inside and out. You know, talk with your insurance provider and throw out different scenarios. And it's hard to predict what you might be going through. But at the same time, if you understand what types of questions to ask, you'll be doing a better job than folks that have a policy but don't really understand what is that going to cover, when will it cover things, is there a limit on my coverage. And so what we find is that a lot of people um, just aren't prepared even if they do have long-term care policies. Yeah. And and we've we've my opinion on long term care policies has never been really that positive just because um, of what you mentioned. It costs a lot of money and it doesn't provide a lot of uh, benefits, as we found. And then since, you know, unlike maybe states like California or Texas, where you have a large state where, you know, maybe a large part of the population uh, lives there their whole lives or whatever. You know, uh, in Massachusetts, it's such a small state and it's surrounded by such small states Like you can tell that. The, 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 the founders of this country didn't realize how much land there was because they kept making the states bigger the further they went out west. Um, it's so easy it's so easy to have like a long-term care insurance policy that's from Vermont or New York or Connecticut or down in Jersey or wherever it is on the eastern seaboard and they want each one wants different things from us as a home care provider that makes it difficult and we're in between like the rock and the hard place where the client just wants the services covered but the insurance agency is like well no we can't do this and we can't do that and you don't have this paperwork and that paperwork and it just seems like there's not much of a uniformed um uh a uniformed kind of standard policy that 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 80 percent fits all it just seems to be a smorgasbord of how these people came up with these policies and it makes it frustrating yeah. on our end or our clients end. so i can't imagine on your end how that how that works out you know yeah, no, and that's that's why we don't carry long term care. 
insurance we won't ever yeah. because exactly like you said it's one of those things that it is very complicated and we leave that up to the insurance experts and you know for us a lot of times folks say well is it the right thing for me and what we encourage people to do is okay well sit down talk with the insurance agent ask the right questions and then look at your financial future right like look at things like can you afford this is this something that if you invest in it is it going to you know what is the payback something that you think that you have enough money you know to get to right or is it something that you might put a lot of money into and run out of money not in time to be able to get any of the benefits and so that we help people go through what is that process and what are some of the questions that you need to be thinking about and answering and again i mean some long-term care policies are be great for folks but again you have to be educated and know what you're buying and if you can what time frame you plan to be buying that for yeah and then and and those are just some of the big questions that that get, yeah. we've had situations <laughs> where where like adult children had no idea that their parent had long-term care insurance till after the fact or in the middle of services and then they're trying to scramble to get uh whatever reimbursements they can get and things like that it can be um, and it, it's really tough then. Yeah. And so one of the things that we have that's coming out is um, document storage. And there's different places that you can store your documents. But one of the reasons we've included this and putting it in Gentrio is that now it's like the optical character recognition. You can take pictures on your phone of what things, what coverage do you have? What paperwork do your children need to know about? Or your caregivers or whoever you choose to let know that you have all this information, especially with families spread across the world these days, it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you need your adult child to come to your house in the middle of a different state and start sifting through filing cabinets and you know, your desk, your things by the bed. That makes no sense. Like, yeah. you don't have to do those things anymore. And then also, that happens where you just said, and then you try to get the money back, and we can. I can promise you that getting money back is a lot harder than preventing having ever had to spend it. Yeah, that's a very good. That's a, that's the quote of the day right there. Um, it's 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 definitely a a issue we've we've dealt with. And you know, listen, we're we're in business to make money, just like you are. If if somebody has long term care insurance, we'll figure out a way to work with that. But it can be one of those situations where it just makes an already stressful situation a little bit more stressful. So that's that's never a fun thing, but. Um, it is the way it is. So, um, no, but I think I think you hit it on the head. Like stress. Like so many people, when they come to us and they say, "Okay, but why is Gentry important? And why should we help you guys? And especially from our investors' perspective, why should we help you grow?" And we, we talk to folks and says, "Look, you know, there is a lot of stress in this world right now around all these issues, and what people would be able to do for online tools that." one can alleviate the stress that you can go on any time, day or night, from anywhere, that's a game changer because so much now, you know, you can go online, you can read a lot, but the doing part is really what's critical. And the doing part, you know, any time of day, from wherever you are, and it's all relevant, or as relevant as you choose to make it to your family, that's something that just hasn't hasn't existed in the past. And so what we're most excited about is that there is a lot of stress and while we can help people save money, because online technology is kind of like using TurboTax, right? it's cheaper to go online to it yourself than going to an attorney. And if you don't have a complex situation, that's probably a great solution. 
So it's that nice combination of saving time and saving money, but also it, really that stress reduction is a huge point that we've gotten customer feedback on. Yeah, the education, and, and that's why we, we started the Caregiver's Toolbox is, is you know, I mean, we got this big country we live in. Like, what what's the likelihood that that somebody in in my territory is going to need home care at the exact time that they listen to this this podcast? It's probably not that high, um, but it, there's just every person we talk to is is uh, is just not informed. And I was the same. Like, I got into all this because my mom got cancer and she passed away. I had no clue what was going on. I was just as guilty as everybody else's. And I was like, let's, we got to come up with some way to, to get this information out to people that are at least willing to listen. And that's why I thought it was great to, to talk to you about it and, and try to educate people a little bit more because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a real pain in the butt and it's really stressful when you're trying to figure all this out. It's, it's like, it's like literally going through life, knowing that you're going to have a final exam at some point in time, but not knowing exactly what it's going to be. And then trying to cram for, cram for it in 12 hours when you find out that you're going to, you're going to get tested in tomorrow and needing to figure all of this yeah. out, you know, and you're like, well, you know, it's tough. So um, no, I think I think you're spot on. And that's where again, if it's if it's Gentrio or if it's something else, it's just getting online. Like there's a lot of things to read, but I, I think you're spot on because um, the education process is not something you can pick up overnight. But given that it is your financial future or legal future, it's definitely something that you need to invest the time in for you, and more so, it's just for your family, right? Because your family will be the ones that are there, even if you're not. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, just kind of wrapping it up and everything, are there any final thoughts that you have towards kind of, uh, that you want to bring up with your, your company, any plugs you want to do, things like that? Yeah. So if, if people are interested in the beta, it's Gentrio, dot com, And we're signing people up now. And so the first services are going to be, um, free in the beta, um, that's coming out soon. And so, and we're encouraging people to get signed up because um, free is always good, right? But at the same time, one of the things that we're working on, too, is that we respond to a lot of specific requests, and our lawyers respond to a lot of specific requests that we turn to turn into blogs and other things, too. So if people need even just to ask questions, we're almost the dear Abby of the elder care uh, planning stuff <laughs> right now. So take advantage of that and visit um, us at Gentrio. Uh, we'd love to try to help. Absolutely. And, and and it's the same thing on Twitter. You know, follow them on Twitter if maybe you're not ready to pull the trigger on something, but you still want to be informed. And then, hey, you never know, like maybe six months down the line, somebody will just uh, start asking those questions and it will lead to getting a little bit more, more knowledgeable. And then they'll reach out to you and, and get that going. But I, I recommend everybody doing it, as, as, especially if in that 45 to 50-year-old age range. Do it and get it over with and make life a lot easier down the line. Yeah, agreed. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No, thank you for coming on. And I'll wrap this up with this is the Caregiver's Toolbox, the tools for everyday caregiving. Thank you very much for listening. Um, The one thing that we ask is that if you're going to give us feedback, do it on our Facebook 
um, page. That way we can interact with you. We can get ideas of what topics you want to hear about. If there's somebody out there that has a really cool product um, like Renee does and we need to interview them and give them some uh, publicity and find out more information about it, let us know and I'll certainly get um, in touch with them and see what we can do um, as we're here to educate people on senior care topics. So um, hit up our Facebook page and we'll go from there and this will be up every Tuesday. So have a good one. Everybody.